Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. be here every evening actually but that's okay i am mark levin well the decision finally came after almost half a century but here's the thing folks roe versus wade was overturned a long time ago by the u.s supreme court about 20 years after it made the roe versus wade decision in the casey decision And the Casey decision. Roe versus Wade set up trimesters. And in the final trimester, the last three months, the state had an interest in protecting the baby. Roe recognized that it was a baby. Didn't say the state had to protect it, but it recognized that there was a state interest, so there would be some limits. The decision itself was based on everything and based on nothing. I'll prove it to you. In the 1973 decision written by Harry Blackman, one of the dumbest dumbest men to ever serve on the court, he cited various justices and rulings in the past that looked at the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the so-called penumbras and emanations of the Bill of Rights, the 14th Amendment, wherever they could look, because it was a result looking for a constitutional argument. Most of the people today screaming outside, most of the Democrats, people like Murkowski and Collins, have actually never read the Roe versus Wade decision or the Casey decision. Most of the journalists haven't read either decision. 
and on-the-spot analysis of the decision today was widespread, and yet none of them had read today's decision. When you read today's decisions, the concurring opinions and the dissenting opinion, they are about one inch thick of the average thickness of Xerox paper and well over 100 pages, more like 125 or 150 pages. Woodrow Wilson, who was a racist and segregationist, much like Joe Biden was early in his career, made the point that the real way to change America and to promote his ideology was through the courts. The Democrats have always figured that that's what they would need to do. A Democrat, <coughs> a Democrat court pushed the Dred Scott decision upholding slavery. A Democrat court wrote in Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal is equal, giving a constitutional foundation that didn't exist to segregation. A Democrat court under FDR, issued the Korematsu decision, which resulted in the internment of about 120,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. All those decisions had to be reversed. Dred Scott was reversed through a civil war with over 700,000 casualties. Plessy was reversed after 58 years of abuse and torture of black people. Korematsu was reversed, really by Ronald Reagan, a law of which was passed at his insistence that reimbursed Japanese families, Japanese-American families, who had their businesses and their homes seized from them under FDR as they were moved to internment camps in the middle of the nation. This decision takes not just the justices, but federal judges at every level out of the bedroom. Federal judges, of which there are about 1,000, 1,100, give or take, have been in the bedroom now for a long time, deciding on who can do what, when, how, and where. On some cases, that's okay. You can't commit crimes in the bedroom. Acts of incest, rape, the production of drugs, conspiring against your nation. But I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. The court has said, as clear as it knows how, and for anybody who is literate enough to read it, that this case deals with one matter, abortion. That it does not deal with marriage, it does not deal with contraception. It's on page 71. Alito 
For all five justices' rights, first, the dissent suggests that our decision calls into question Griswold, Eisenstadt, Lawrence, and Obergfell. These are big privacy cases, so-called. But we have stated unequivocally that, quote, nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on the precedents that do not concern abortion, unquote. So they stated on page 66 and 71. We've also explained why that is so. Rights regarding contraception and same-sex relationships are inherently different from the right to abortion because the latter, as we have stressed, uniquely involves what Roe and Casey termed potential life. The others do not. Therefore, a right to abortion cannot be justified by a purported analogy to the rights recognized in other cases or by appeals to a broader right to autonomy. It's hard to see how we could be clear. Moreover, even putting aside that these cases are distinguishable, there's a further point that the Senate ignores. Each precedent is subject to its own stare decisis analysis. The fact that, uh, factors that our doctrine instructs us to consider, like reliance and workability, are different for these cases than for abortion jurisprudence. What does all that mean? It means there was a building of cases intentionally by the ACLU and other groups to get to the point of Roe. And so they build it around this notion of privacy rights in the Constitution. Starting with two contraception cases, including Griswold. Moving on to other types of cases. Then, of course, Roe v. Wade. The Casey decision, which obliterates the model in Roe v. Wade and expands further on the issue of viability. And then the same-sex marriage case. And the cases that built up to that, including Lawrence. Not to get into the weeds... I want you to stay with me here. And so what's happened is the so-called right to privacy has been the Holy Grail, even though that's not in the Constitution. They had to change another part of the Constitution, due process, and turn it into something called substantive due process. Again, not to confuse. And what the justices are saying here, we look... We're not going to get into all that. We had no authority to rule on abortion, period. There's no history. There's no language. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. We're not going to rule for it. We're not going to rule against it. We're going to get out of the business of ruling on abortion. Now, people say this upends almost half a century of jurisprudence. But what they never admit is that Roe versus Wade upended almost 180 years of jurisprudence. And that's irrelevant anyway. Because the cases I mentioned to you earlier, which I also mentioned in my book, Men in Black, the first book I've ever wrote, all had to be overturned one way or another, and they'd been in existence for some time. Plessy was in existence longer than Roe versus Wade. Does that mean it should have been given deference? Of course not. These men and women, they're of flesh and blood. They're human beings. They're lawyers in robes. They make mistakes. They're influenced by God knows what. And so these lower courts, these federal district courts, these circuit courts, 
and the Supreme Court now are to stay out of the business of abortion and leave it where it belongs. Now, you can have states that expand abortion. Nobody's mentioned this today that I know of. Theoretically, if you have a purple state that's controlled by Republicans and then it flips to a Democrat control, they can expand abortion under this ruling. They can. Then, of course, you have states where abortion on demand, partial birth abortion, that is, abortion right up to birth, has been legal. Well, if Roe v. Wade had been in place, that could well be unconstitutional, but it was essentially overruled by the Casey decision as the Supreme Court gave wider and wider support for abortion, for a federal right to abortion. This decision is actually quite moderate. Why? The Supreme Court could have reasonably concluded, could have reasonably held, that we're talking about two human beings. And apply the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause to the unborn baby. And therefore rule what? That under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, abortion is unconstitutional. But the court didn't do that. It could have taken the last trimester under Roe and expanded it. You could say, actually, the last two trimesters, maybe even more, given the nature of science and technology today, it's changed after 50 years, and say that a baby is viable, according to the court, for two-thirds, maybe three-fourths of the gestation period, earlier and earlier. Therefore, states like New York, California, New Jersey and others, several others, that allow abortion up to birth, that those laws are unconstitutional. But it didn't. So those states can continue with what I would argue is their laws for infanticide. Because the court didn't touch them. So you notice how I'm going through this? So you can see what we have here is an extraordinary decision. A very moderate decision. You actually have a governmental body that did something that is rarely done. It said we don't have power. One way or another. To act. It took the power that was seized by the justices in 1973 and 20 years later or so in Casey and returned it back to the people. Imagine that. Lots more to say. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The official position today of the Democrat Party is to reject Roe versus Wade, too. The The Democrat Party supports partial birth abortion. Do you? Do you know what that means? It means at the very end of pregnancy, they support abortion. There's not even a debate that that's a baby. Science will tell you that's a baby. Notice they don't even argue viability anymore. It's a viable baby. They can't even argue that anymore. Notice the media, same thing as the Democrat Party, notice they don't describe what partial birth abortion is. Taking a huge needle. Well, the baby is almost delivered, but not quite, and shoving it into the soft top of the baby's head and draining the brain out. Then turning the baby around in the womb and pulling it out by its feet. The science tells us that that baby feels excruciating pain. The science tells us that's a human being that was just murdered. And yet it's the position of the Democrat Party in the United States of America in the year 2022 that that should be legal. As it is in a number of blue one-party states. That's their position. More on this when I return. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Let me ask a question, ladies and gentlemen. We keep hearing that Congress can codify abortion. They can pass a law. Biden can sign it. Let me challenge that. Under what section of the Constitution does Congress have the power? The Federal Congress, where is it granted the power to pass such a law? Now, it has the power to regulate interstate commerce. But if you're passing a law that forbids states from taking a position other than what your law says when it comes to abortion. That has nothing to do with interstate commerce. Unrestricted abortion has nothing to do with interstate commerce. So how would they even stretch it to cover that clause that they've perverted and bastardized? So where else are they going to look in the Constitution? There's nowhere else to look. Congress doesn't have the power. Congress does not have the power to pass a law to ban state laws as apply to abortion. There's nothing interstate about it. Well, what about health, Mark? Health is regulated what's called plenary powers that are exercised by the states. Not the federal government. That's why the Congress could not pass a law compelling you to take the the COVID vaccine. It never passed a law and it couldn't. Now, there's one thing Congress could try, and that is an amendment to the Constitution. As you know, there's two ways to amend, and the only way that's ever been used is where two-thirds of both houses of Congress pass the same amendment resolution. It goes to the states where three-fourths of the states have to ratify. So why don't they do that? Because they don't have the votes to do that, either in Congress or in the states. That's why they're so furious. They figure they can control the Supreme Court. But you, the people, we the people, there are not enough of us who support their radical extremist view when it comes to abortion. Their radical extremist view when it comes to abortion. Congress doesn't have the power to dictate how state governments conduct themselves. And as I said before, they weren't planning on passing a law to codify Roe. There's just so much disinformation. Our friends at AMAC put out a piece today 
today at amac.us. Only 19% of Americans think abortion should be legal in the third trimester. This is why the Democrats rejected substantively Roe a long time ago. It's according to a 2021 AP NORC poll, only 19% think most or all abortions should be legal in the third trimester. The United States was only one of seven countries, including China, North Korea, that even allow elective abortions after 20 weeks. Did you know that? Most European countries restrict elective abortions before 15 weeks. France, 12 weeks. Spain, 14 weeks. Switzerland, 12 weeks. So forth. You can look it up yourself. Then after decades, the Democrats wanted to repeal the Hyde Amendment, which protects taxpayers from funding elective abortions. That had been an agreement that went on for 15 years. And Democrats insisted, including Pelosi, that they were going to repeal it. Joe Biden rejected it. Elizabeth Warren, Patty Murray, Maisie Hirono. In recent years, AMAC points out, Senate Democrats twice filibustered legislation, listen to this, that would require care be given to infants who survive fail abortion attempts. Democrats filibustered legislation that would require care to be given to infants who survive failed abortion attempts. 44 Senate Democrats voted to block it. That's outrageous. And we know what the governor of Virginia said and some of these other governors have said. And this is the problem. Now, they want you to believe this is just the first decision the court's going to delve into marriage. Now, you may want the court to delve into marriage, but it's not. Contraceptives, you believe that? Do you think Republicans would support the Supreme Court outlawing contraceptives, Mr. Producer? That goes over half a century ago. Times have changed. Times have changed. That's not going to happen. So the Democrats are lying now. Now the law enforcement authorities in Washington, D.C. at every level are on alert. They're out on the streets, supposedly. And in most major cities. Antifa. See, these Marxist groups look at opportunities to exploit. Antifa, Blaze Media, radical leftists reportedly call for a night of rage in the wake of SCOTUS abortion ruling. Enough is enough with peaceful protests, they say. Antifa expert Andy Eng on Friday 
posted screenshots of tweets from Antifa-affiliated groups and other radical leftists around the country calling for a night of rage and similar actions, which has permitted abortion nationwide to the Roe v. Wade. In a Twitter thread that he promised to update, he first warned that the violent anarchist group Jane's Revenge, which has claimed responsibility for a number of attacks on pro-life groups, since the leak of the of the draft has updated its flyers and is calling for violence tonight. Violence. Here's the poster. I have it before me. You can go online and look at it. DC call to action, night of rage. The night SCOTUS overturns Roe v. Wade. Hit the streets. You said you'd riot to our oppressors. If abortions aren't safe, you are not either. Jane's revenge. And of course... This group and others, after the leak from no doubt a left-wing clerk or somebody of that ilk, have attacked at least 50 churches, pregnancy centers, pro-life groups, and so forth, including with firebombs, including with firebombs, Ng also tweeted that the Washington, D.C. chapter of the Youth Liberation Front, another violent Antifa group, is calling for people to wear black, mask up, meet at Folger Park at 7.30 p.m. The YLF was responsible for months of extreme violence in Portland and in Seattle in 2020. He added that Antifa in Portland already made plans for violence Thursday and announced a direct action gathering at 5 p.m., the same location where they occupied in 2020 and used as a base to carry out mass violence and arson. And he pointed out an Antifa account representing members in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, from which a tweet read, Is your bag packed? Let's effing go. He added that the Florida chapter of Antifa group Revolutionary Abolition tells comrades to block up. This refers to wearing black clothing and black masks to hide identities during crimes. And Eng also said the group retweeted a post calling for addresses of the family of their target. You also mentioned the far-left writer Gretchen Felker-Martin said, penned a novel where two, trained, two trans people murdered their targets, called for violence. One of Felker-Martin's Friday tweets read, Enough is enough with peaceful protests. Ang added that the far-left abolitionist law center anticipating that its comrades, quote-unquote, comrades will be arrested for crimes, is calling for people to donate to abortion and bail funds. Many far-left groups exist in the U.S. to provide legal support and bail money to violent far-left extremists. Isn't this amazing, ladies and gentlemen? We have to sit here and endure this January 6th committee that tries to paint Donald Trump mega country Republicans and conservatives as a violent force in this country. And yet almost 100% of the time if not 100% of the time forces are called out riot police and so forth to prepare for what 
to prepare for the Democrat Party mobs. This is precisely why. Precisely why. Chuck Schumer called on the mob some time ago, calling out two justices by name. They don't have to play with the English language like they do with Trump. They called, he called out the two justices by name and threatened them, sending a signal to his mob. This is precisely why Nancy Pelosi today essentially did the same thing and has never condemned the would-be murderer of Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. And in anticipation of violence, because he's been utterly science, uh, silent, Joe Biden today told protesters to be peaceful. In no uncertain terms, he said it, because he knows they won't be. Respect for the Supreme Court is at an all-time low. Because that's the way the Democrats want it. That's the way they want it. And I'm going to say something else. I read the dissent in this case. And these three justices, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Breyer. The poisonous words and uh, and the way in which they wrote that dissent is also intended to raise the boiling point and create fury in the streets. Let there be no question. Let there be no doubt. If somebody wants an abortion in this country, they can get one. Corporations are lining up, one behind the other, promising to pay for the transportation. Others are promising to pay for the abortion. Democrat states are saying they'll pay for the transportation. There will be no shortages of abortions. What is this all about? It's about one people who love their constitution and other people in this country who hate it. Who hate it. And if they don't get their way, they're prepared to burn down these institutions. The assault on the Supreme Court that has taken place over the last few years is unprecedented. Unprecedented. Not even after Dred Scott. Not even after Plessy versus Ferguson. Not even after Korematsu. Not even after Roe versus Wade and Casey. As this kind of frontal attack, physical and violent threats against the building itself, the institution, and against its members ever taken place. Nothing like this. And there's one party and one party only that celebrates it and embraces it. Nobody has denounced AOC today. Nobody has denounced any of the Democrats who are urging on the violence tonight. Nobody. Not even Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger. Can you imagine? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Got a great Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, folks, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. If you can't watch it live, please set your DVRs now. If you're like me, you get forgetful. Uh, Two great guests, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who also comments on the Supreme Court's decision, and uh, Brett Tolman, who was a former United States attorney and federal prosecutor for over a decade to talk about January 6th and the court's decisions, and my monologue, or as I like to call it, opening statement. I think you'll appreciate the program. It's going to be very, very powerful. 8 p.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. I'm also going to be on Maria Bartiroma's show, um, and I believe that's at 10 a.m., on Sunday, so we'll be very busy on Sunday. The media love controversy. And they're going to keep stoking this as long as they can. Particularly the media Democrats. As a group, they have a very low IQ, either individually or collectively. I guarantee you, almost none of them have read these opinions let alone Casey, let alone Roe versus Wade. So you don't really learn anything from these people. They're pushing their ideology. They're pushing your agenda. They don't want the Republicans to have a crushing defeat of the Democrats in the midterm elections. And by the way, who do we have to thank for trying to introduce the Constitution back into this society again? Who do we have to thank for what took place? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. For 49 years, starting with Roe versus Wade, really starting before that, 
then Casey, then beyond. The nation was forced to live under decisions that were not made by the people, but went to the very core of who we are. The Supreme Court has a bad habit of nationalizing all cultural issues rather than allowing the people in the states to resolve them. This is one of the things that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was talking about, not once, but at least twice. And they love the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is why they don't quote her. Which is why I do. And she said in 1992, in an interview with the Columbia Law Review, it would have been better to approach Roe under the Equal Protection Clause, she said, that basically this could have been resolved from a political point of view over time. The genius of our system is rejected by the Democrat Party and the American Marxists, includes the media. Why do we have 50 states as opposed to one national system why do we have state legislatures state governments a constitution that provides specific powers to the central government and all the rest of the power to the state and the people thereof why is that now isn't it interesting that the democrat party rejects all that all of its decisions are top down All of its power is top-down. Oh, don't get me wrong. They'll talk about the people. They really mean the mob. And everybody has to get into line. They insist on conformity. They're surrogates, whether it's big tech, big media. They insist on conformity, too. Corporate boardrooms insist on conformity. Professors insist on conformity. And so more and more the Bill of Rights comes under attack. Freedom of speech, free exercise, freedom of association, the right to bear arms, due process rights, the takings clause, on and on. Because the Constitution and the Bill of Rights later adopted stand in the way of the Democrat Party And these American Marxists. It stands in the way. They're trying to accumulate power and centralize power. And what this decision is really all about is five Supreme Court justices saying this institution doesn't have that power. Now, this strikes at the heart of the Democrat Party and the American Marxists because they need to use the courts to impose their will. Whether it's courts in Washington, D.C. that are trying to crush and destroy the MAGA movement and the former president. Whether it's courts that uphold radical positions of the administration. 
But the Supreme Court in particular, because it's the only court that's actually created by the Constitution itself. They rely on the court. Why do you think they've all but destroyed the confirmation process? If they don't get the justice they want, they must destroy the nominee. Started with Bork, went on to Clarence Thomas, went to the circuit courts, went to Kavanaugh. It's only going to get worse. They want to expand that court. They're at war with that court because they don't own it. They own virtually every other institution in this society, the media, education institutions, major international corporate boardrooms, public sector unions. Well, that's not fair. Teachers unions. And so when the court takes a step away from centralized power, actually embracing the Constitution, holding up its sworn duty, that is unacceptable. On the one hand, the Democrat Party pretends that the Constitution says things that it doesn't. On the other hand, It attacks the Constitution, as written by a bunch of white slave owners, to be ignored. You heard Maxine Waters basically said, ignore the Supreme Court. She's lawless. AOC, telling people on the street to act. Act. Chuck Schumer threatening two Supreme Court justices that they better rule the way Chuck demands that they rule. Then we have this this pathetic January 6th committee sitting there accusing Trump and Trump supporters of being lawbreakers, of not supporting the Constitution. It's sick. The very committee whose members were appointed by Nancy Pelosi, the same Nancy Pelosi who would not condemn the planned assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice who she despises. The same Nancy Pelosi, who to this day sits on a second bill to protect the institution of the Supreme Court. That Nancy Pelosi. If there is to be violence, if there are to be protests and marches, The Democrat Party is responsible for it. The media are responsible for it. The three justices on the Supreme Court who wrote their unhinged opinion in opposition to the majority. John Roberts' opinion is the opinion of a coward, by the way. They're the ones who are responsible. Merrick Garland is the one who is responsible. It's really tough for them, isn't it, to chase down a former Justice Department official, force him into the streets in his pajamas to humiliate him while they they seize his electronic devices on some phony concoction of obstruction of Congress, obstruction of an election? Really? Well, what the hell do you think Mark Elias and that law firm was up to? What the hell do you think Russia collusion was? Really? My God. 
The mob is angry today because we took a major step in the direction of liberty, which we almost never do. We almost never do. Every day this ruling class has power as a day we lose some aspect of our freedom. Except today. In fact, this court, when it came to the school decision, when it came to the Second Amendment, and when it came to abortion, has upheld the United States Constitution three times. That's all they did. And for the media, it's controversial. And for the Democrat Party, it's unsustainable. They're trying to destroy this constitutional republic. They're trying to substitute it with a centralized entity of which they do not describe but which they will control on behalf of the people of course like most Marxist efforts today is a day to celebrate I said this court could have gone much further it could have ruled that abortion is unconstitutional it could have said that that baby has equal protection rights under the 14th amendment the court could have said that we embrace Roe versus Wade, but we're going to expand the third trimester to the last two trimesters or even beyond. And we're going to rule that the laws in the blue states that allow abortion on demand, partial birth abortion, that is infanticide, that those laws are unconstitutional. Could have said that. But it didn't say that. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Mike Lee, one of our favorite people and one of the most brilliant members of the United States Senate and a former clerk on the U.S. Supreme Court. Senator Lee, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, other than the fact that if I'm not mistaken, you just confused me for Joe Biden for a second. <laughs> no, during the break, I was reading something on Biden. God forbid. I would never do that. Never. Um, We're easy to mistake, I guess. He, he yeah, and I right. a lot of like, and I, I don't know what way, but, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
you both eat. You know, that's uh, that's one right. overlap. Um, all right. Rather than get specific, just give me your thoughts generally. Well, this is a great day for America. This is a, a day when the rule of law was vindicated, when the Constitution was vindicated. Because 49 years ago, seven Supreme Court justices out of nine decided that they were going to arrogate to themselves the role of super legislator when it comes to all things abortion. They took away from the people the authority to protect unborn human life as they deemed fit. And today, that damage was repaired. It's a good day for America. It's a good day for the Constitution. It's a good day for unborn human beings who will get to live lives now. You know, the amazing thing about this, Mike Lee, is this court could have done a whole lot more. It could have said that that baby deserves equal protection under the 14th Amendment. It could have said... Actually, we will uphold Roe, and the new science tells us not the last trimester, the last three trimesters, and these laws that allow abortion up to the very last moment are unconstitutional, potentially even under Roe. They abandoned Roe a long time ago. Isn't this really about the Democrat Party supporting the most radical and extreme position on abortion? Yes, absolutely, Mark. That's why... All along, they've been content only with making sure that this judicial oligarchy imposed its unreviewable will and that the unwashed peasants, meaning everyone else, would just have to live under that. Taking a very debatable matter beyond debate, taking a matter that shouldn't even be debatable, whether we protect unborn human beings and saying that we can't. And so uh, it's, it's unfortunate we had to take this long to undo this. This was a pretty simple, pretty elementary principle of constitutional law. I'm just glad that it got it got overturned because it had to happen eventually because Roe was untenable. It, it was egregiously wrong, as my former boss, Justice Alito, explained. And it was egregiously wrong in a way that proved utterly unworkable. That's why this is a good day for America. And it's a bad day, apparently, for the left and for Democrats because... They don't really believe in the constitutional construct, do they? They don't really believe in the Tenth Amendment. They don't really believe in separation of powers. They believe in an all-powerful court when they get their way. They oppose the court when they don't get their way. They abused and have broken the confirmation process. Isn't that the bottom line here? They embrace the Constitution when they can use it to destroy the Constitution? Yeah. To paraphrase Isaiah, they... They draw near to the Constitution with their lips, but their hearts are far from it. They pay lip service on occasion uh, to the Supreme Court when it issues rulings that they happen to agree with, that happen to coincide with their political viewpoint. But they don't really care what the Constitution says. They just don't want to have to win elections. They don't want to have to get people elected to carry out their policies. They are insistent on having those mandated on everyone else by judicial fiat. And that's what's so wrong. And it's one of the reasons, Mark, why you're seeing the, the death gasp, the death rattle of this entire movement. And one of the things that they're going to do on the, the way down the train is they're going to try to burn everything down with it, literally and figuratively. They're already trying to disfigure and delegitimize the Supreme Court. They sure are. Uh, let me ask you a question. Does this decision make abortion illegal? No, there's no such thing. Uh, it's not their role. The Supreme Court justices don't have the authority 
to make something illegal. That's a policy decision. That's a law decision. They don't write law. They just interpret it. So, no, it doesn't make it illegal. This just says that a Republican democracy like that in the United States needs to function. And for that to work, people's elected lawmakers need to make policy decisions like this one that are not taken off the table by the Constitution, because, of course, they're not. Does this decision make contraceptives illegal? Nothing of the sort doesn't even touch that, doesn't go within a country mile of that. And that's why these people have to twist themselves into pretzels, trying to contort this in such a way to make it sound vile, to make it sound bad, because they're so insistent on delegitimizing the court because they want to pack it. You know what one of the the trending hashtags on Twitter was? The trending hashtag on Twitter yesterday was hashtag expand the court. They want to pack the court so they can remake it in Joe Biden's own image. And as I explained in my book, Saving Nine, the last time that happened, last time that was attempted by Joe Biden's hero, Franklin D. Roosevelt, it left a really nasty mark, even though he failed legislatively. I explain in Saving Nine, that is a horrible, horrible legacy that he left. I tell the story of how this forever changed uh, the size and the scope of the federal government and not for the not for the better. Well, wasn't that, in effect, what Schumer was doing when he literally threatened two Supreme Court justices? Isn't that really what the Democrat Party is doing when they keep talking about eliminating the filibuster so they can expand and pack the court? Aren't they effectively threatening these justices? Well, not effectively. It's exactly what they're doing. They're, They're threatening them, and they're hoping that these justices will respond in the same way that the court did in 1937, when on April 12, 1937, the Supreme Court rewrote the Commerce Clause, effectively amending the Constitution without going through the constitutional amendment process. Uh, They did that because they had been sufficiently threatened by Franklin D. Roosevelt's court packing plan. This is why I got really nervous when Joe Biden started warning that he was going to do this and we've got to be ready. Senator Mike Lee, you're up for re-election. Where do people go where they can support you? LeeForSenate.com. That's LeeForSenate.com. And we're going to have you back many times before then. You're a national treasure. LeeForSenate.com. Thank you, Senator. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. This is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. And when we have a good day, we've got to recognize it as a good day and embrace it. 
America had a good day today. But we need many more. Obama blasts Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, what does Obama have to say? Is he even relevant? Well, let's look. Let's take a look. Former President Barack Obama slammed the Supreme Court's decision overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade decision that granted women the right to an abortion nearly 50 years ago. Today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent. Now, let's stop there. How stupid is that? 50 years of precedent in and of itself is of no consequence. Did he oppose Brown versus Board of Education? I mean, come on. It relegated the most intensely personal decision someone can make to the whims of politicians and ideologues. Uh, Who would that be? Justices? Circuit courts, judges, attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. Obama never did quite understand how the Constitution works or what freedom means when it comes to this issue. For more than a month, we've known this day was coming, but that doesn't make it any less devastating. Think he's contributing to potential violence? Hmm? You think he is? Few, if any, women make the decision to terminate a pregnancy casually, he says, and people of goodwill across the political spectrum can hold different views on the subject. That's what they both said uh, on May 2nd after the leaked draft opinion. But they went on. But what Roe recognized is that the freedom enshrined in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution requires all of us to enjoy a sphere of our lives that isn't subject to meddling from the state. Now, it's all subject from meddling from the state. The question is, which part of the state? You have no control over what the Supreme Court does. You have some input, at least, in what the state does. And if you don't, if you're overwhelmed by another party, you leave. That's the whole point about mobility. And look at this, just to show you how constitutionally illiterate the former professor is. He says, but what Roe recognizes is that the freedom enshrined in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. But that's not what Roe said. Ruth Bader Ginsburg specifically said that if she had been writing Roe, which she wouldn't have done under the circumstances, she would have preferred if the decision came down based on the 14th Amendment. It did not. And yet here we have Obama citing freedom enshrined in the 14th Amendment, a constitutional ignoramus. Requires all of us to enjoy a sphere of our lives that isn't subject to meddling from the state, a sphere that includes personal decisions involving who we sleep with, who we marry, whether or not to use contraception, and whether or not to bear children. Did he not read the decision? Of course not. Obama didn't read the decision. He doesn't have the patience for it. That's for plebes. It has nothing to do with contraception, marriage, or who we sleep with. Nothing. Nothing. The Obama statement said overturning Roe v. Wade would be a blow not just to women, but to all of us who believe that in a free society. First of all, I'm sick and tired of these leftists using the word women and then saying they can't describe women 
when in fact what they are doing, and I pointed this out a few months ago, and now it's spreading all over through conservative world, that they are destroying the character of women. What is a woman? They're destroying the women's movement, so-called. They're destroying all of it. And the women's groups say nothing on the left. Nothing. So protesters are targeting Clarence Thomas's home. The Democrats, of course, are targeting his wife. Isn't that interesting how they're attacking a black man and a woman? And Merrick Garland is sitting on his thumb at some cafe or trying to figure out how to indict Donald Trump. Completely ignoring the criminal code, 18 United States Code, Section 1507. Completely ignoring it. You know, at some point, conservatives are going to say, maybe 10,000 people should show up at his front step. Of course, I'm not saying that. At some point, maybe somebody will say that. And that's not even illegal. He's not even covered. As far as I know, under that statute, he's not part of the judiciary. You notice Republicans never do that stuff. Although point to January 6th. That's not what happened on January 6th. You notice they don't have to send all the police forces out there. Here we have the entirety of the summer of 2020. Law enforcement is doing what? Dealing with Democrats. The mob. They come in different forms, of course. It could be Antifa. It could be BLK. Or BLM, rather. I don't even know what the hell BLK is. But you get the point. And now tonight, look what they're worried about. Democrat mob. It's a permanent mob. They call it up. They know what signals to put out. They've been doing it all day. They have their own little Marxists out there, AOC and the like, making the claims that they like to make lies. Joe Biden said this today, cut one, Mr. Producer, go. It's not hyperbole to suggest a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. See what I mean? When you're talking about they took a right away from the people. You see, they want to pass these red flag laws. They want to pass other laws. At the same time, the Democrat Party gins up anger. Maxine Waters, AOC, Biden, Kamala, Pelosi. Nobody took rights away from anybody. Nobody. People had rights before Roe versus Wade, and they have rights since. Except for the baby. For 50 years, they had no rights. But women have rights, and I just want women in this country to know the Democrat Party exploits you. They use you. They think you're stupid. Now, of course, you're none of these things, but that's what they think. That's what they do. They claim to represent women, but they won't even define what a woman is. Their own Supreme Court nominee won't define what a woman is. Why? Because she's going to be on the wrong side of all these transgender decisions, destroying Title IX, destroying all these matters. 
that involve women as a distinct group of human beings. And so they're going to destroy the progress that women have made. Because they're going to give up on women and embrace a different ideology. They did this before when it came to immigration. They used to lead the fight against illegal immigrants, said it undermined their unions and so forth. Now they promote illegal immigration. They've switched their positions. So when you have a president of the United States who says, the Supreme Court expressly took away your constitutional right, that infuriates the mob And despite saying, I want peaceful, 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 peaceful protests, you just just lit a fuse there. Go ahead. Limited, they simply took it away. Nobody took any right away. Nobody took any right away. Their obsession with abortion is another sick thing. It's sick. It's sick. And the media cover up for them. That's why Chuck Todd will never run a clip of what partial birth abortion is. You don't have to actually run a clip of a live woman having a partial birth abortion. Just a graphic explaining what it is. I guarantee you this Sunday, this Sunday, Democrat, radical left-winger Chuck Todd will not, will not provide even a one-graph chart to show you what partial birth abortion is, which is what the Democrats support, which is what they put on the floor of the Senate to vote for. Not Roe versus Wade. Because Chuck Todd is a liar. Because Chuck Todd censors the truth. Because Chuck Todd is in the tank, he and his wife, for the Democrat Party. That's why. And he's not alone. There's 10,000 just like him pretending to be journalists. I challenge every Sunday show. I challenge Chuck Todd. I challenge NBC, ABC, CBS. I challenge them. Put up on the screen. What partial birth abortion is. And state the facts that that's the position of the Democrat Party. Stop playing games. Go ahead. That's never been done to a right so important. Ah, to shut say- up, you idiot. You almost flunked out of law school. Plagiarizing cheat. Let's continue, shall we? So many Americans. But now, they forget did. about that. Let's uh, actually have to take a break. But I'm not done. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking... Well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? 
I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. because she's so important to the nation. She's so important. The cameras are always on her. Uh, she was outside the Supreme Court today, and this is what happened. Cut 14, go. This is damn job get a damn job pay your taxes pay your taxes uh but anyway that was aoc what else cut 15 go what the supreme court just did was that they chose to endanger the lives of all women stop how did it choose to danger the lives of all women all you women out there, did the Supreme Court endanger your lives? Hello. Does AOC, or as we affectionately call her here, Ayah, does she speak for you? Endangered your lives. The only lives that are endangered when AOC has her way are the babies, quite frankly. Go ahead. And all birthing people in this country. Um, Whoa, hold on now. Women and all birthing people? Are there birthing people other than women, ladies and gentlemen? Hello! This is insane. But if she's to be consistent, the word woman should stop passing her lips. That's the truth. I don't understand these people. Because they don't understand themselves. They're so stupid. Chuck Todd on MSLSD today... Low IQ, bad haircut, Democrat operative. Cut 17, go. It's the first time in my lifetime that I can think of where a Supreme Court took away a right. It's the first time in my lifetime where a Supreme Court took away a right. Doesn't he sound like Joe Biden there? Yes, he does. He says exactly what Joe... The Supreme Court took away a right. Hey, Chuck, you want to call into the program and I'll educate you so you don't make a complete ass of yourself on Sunday? But I'm afraid you're not going to do that. Nobody took anybody's rights away. Nobody. Nobody. But I, I want to come back with Schmuck Todd after the break because... He says more, and I need to unravel this. I'll be right back. You'd never knowingly feed your dog food that's bad for their health, but many commercial dog foods are full of fillers and harmful additives. 
Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian for more than 45 years, has seen that poor ingredients lead to bad digestion, skin problems, and other critical issues. That's why he created his Nature's Blend Premium Freeze-Dried Raw Food. It's packed with real cuts of meat and superfood seeds, veggies, and fruit. Folks, my dog's name is Marty. So, of course, we're going to listen to Dr. Marty. And we tried the food. My Marty loves, loves, loves it. He loves Nature's Blend Premium Raw Dog Food. And I love that Nature's Blend is freeze-dried and pantry-safe. So for a limited time, save 50% off your first order. Go to drmartypets.com slash Levin or text Levin to 511-511. They offer a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. That's L-E-V-I-N to 511-511. Text LEVIN to 511-511 and save 50% on your first order today. Text fees may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text STOP to opt out. And also, don't forget, drmartypets.com slash LEVIN. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, American. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Before I get to our foil, Chuck Todd is really utterly insignificant, except as a foil. Let me go back to our unhinged president today, because he says something that is worthy of my response. Cut to Mr. Producer, go. Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan George W. Bush were among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, who were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake, 
This decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort. All right. He uh, slurs through the rest of it. Now, this is one of the reasons, ladies and gentlemen, they hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump succeeded where other Republican presidents were unable to. They tried. Nixon tried to put conservatives on the court. Reagan tried to put conservatives on the court. But they turned on them. The presidents would interview these candidates, not with litmus tests, but see how they approach the law. And they were fairly comfortable that these justices, would-be justices, would do what they said they would do, apply the law. Eisenhower was beside himself about Earl Warren and William Brennan. He was appalled. Nixon was appalled. They blocked two of his nominees until they got one that they wanted. I think that was Blackman. Could be wrong. I'm doing this by memory. Donald Trump said exactly what he was going to do, and at least with regard to this issue, all three of the justices, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett did what they said they would do. They followed the Constitution, and in this case, the Constitution gave them no direction, gave them no authority, none. This is one of the reasons they hate Trump. He secured the border. They hate him for securing the border. He took on the communist Chinese. That's one of the reasons so many of the major corporatists and international corporations in this country spent a fortune to try and get Biden elected president and to throw Trump out. It's one of the reasons the media hate him so much, since the media are invested in many ways in China and other companies, in other countries. Certainly, athletes and athletic leagues. Trump, you see. Trump deserves an enormous amount of credit, which he will not get, but he deserves a great deal of credit. You know, this was never his big issue. Abortion. But I will tell you, he is a man of faith. How do I know he's a man of faith? Because I've talked to him from time to time. <clears throat> Not a lot. But I've talked to him from time to time. I don't think he'd mind me telling you this. When Putin invaded Ukraine and some of the information was coming back some of the information was coming back about the atrocities that his army was committing against the Ukrainians among other things I happened to be talking to President Trump on the phone and he said to me he will pay a price for this. I said, how so? God won't forget this. That's what he said to me, Mr. Producer. 
That's what he said to me. There's so much about this man that's unknown that even people around him, former cabinet members, former staffers, and so forth, they really don't, they really don't understand the guy. They just don't. Now let's go back to Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is supposed to be a journalist. He's a fool. He's a buffoon. That's why his ratings suck. Cut 17, go. It's the first time in my lifetime that I can think of where a Supreme Court took away a right. Oh, they took away your rights. They took away a right. So he's inflaming the mob. Chuck Todd is. He's inflaming the mob. He kind of enjoyed what took place in the summer of 2020, I guess. And of course, if you don't get your way, well, then you protest and protest violently. And then the media will cover for you and they'll say, well, you know, the court instigated it. The right-wingers on the court instigated it. It's the first time in my lifetime, any time like this, is, anything like this has ever been done. Go ahead. Courts, I can't think of another court in the last hundred years that has done this. A right that was there taken away. Uh, let, me, let me give you one, dummy. FDR Supreme Court, which he wound up packing for all intents and purposes after he threatened them. They took the rights away from 120,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. When they took their homes, took their businesses and had the military move them to the interior of the country into military internment camps. You dummy, the last hundred years. You want me to mention more? No, you're too stupid. Go ahead. You know, we're used to the Supreme Court granting rights, same-sex marriage, you know, sort of. The Supreme Court doesn't grant rights. Rights come from God. That's what the Declaration says, Chuck. The problem with Chuck Todd is his, his radical views are reinforced by the environment in which he was raised, by the environment in which he lives, and the environment in which he works. He is basically the mirror of the American Marxists, of the Washington, D.C. social elite. This is, this is the mirror. They don't comprehend much, but they know they're righteous and they're always right. Go ahead. In reinterpreting things. This is a specific right being taken away. From slightly more than half the population. So I, I just think all you women out there, does Chuck Todd speak for you? Your rights have been taken away, ladies and gentlemen. But particularly you ladies, your rights have been taken away, Chuck Todd says. There was a good point made. I forget who it was on Fox today. Who the heck was it? Was it Katie? I don't remember. Most of these pro-life organizations are run by women. I think it was Katie Pavlich. Most of these pro-life organizations are run by women. But it is amazing how the radical left, whether they dress up as journalists and have bad haircuts, or dress up as Democrats, elected or appointed Democrats, it's amazing how they presume to represent all women. But they don't. 
They don't represent anybody. They represent their ideology. And so they exploit women. Now this same jackass, when Judge Jackson, soon to be Justice Jackson for God's sakes, wouldn't define what a woman is, he didn't criticize her. So they represent people they can't even describe. They claim to represent people they can't even describe. Now these geniuses are protesting at the Supreme Court, right, Mr. Producer? Do they know the justices aren't there right now? Hey, everybody. Yes. I just saw one of the justices. Really? Where was he or she? They were at McDonald's on 14th in Connecticut. Oh, my God. Let's go. You know. Go ahead. It's it's going. We don't fully know the consequences yet. That's why we love the phrase unintended consequences. And I think there's going to be a lot of rambling on about Mr. Low IQ. We like the phrase unintended consequences. What do you what do you mean? You guys are unleashing unintended consequences all the time. Go ahead. Short term, medium term and long term. But the trust in the Uh, he's not filling time. Go ahead. And the erosion of that and making it be viewed as an extraordinarily partisan institution. You know, we there already you go. There you go. If you don't rule the way they want, then you're partisan. The media in America, and I say this as a general matter, have done so much damage to this country. So much damage. These are nothing more to the extent they are graduates out of these colleges and universities, hanging out in the same social circles, reinforcing their own ideologies. They're never challenged. They dare not be challenged, not in any serious way. Now the court's more partisan. With unintended consequences. It's more partisan. Go ahead. We already have that in the House and the Senate. Ah, shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Nancy Pelosi today. She comes to the microphone virtually five or ten minutes after this decision is released, meaning she never read it couldn't possibly have read it even on a good day she couldn't have read it cut 10 go there's no point in saying good morning because it certainly is not one this morning the radical supreme court is eviscerating americans rights and endangering their health and safety stop right there do you realize these statements coming from biden coming from Pelosi, coming from Waters, coming from AOC, all these statements. Donald Trump never said anything like this on January 6th. Nothing like this. The radical Supreme Court is eviscerating American rights and endangering their health and safety. So now, if you're a true believer... And that's what you believe. What are you going to do about that, Mr. Producer? 
If you believe what Nancy Pelosi is saying and you're a true believer, what are you going to do about that, folks? And keep in mind, the true believer also knows what Biden says. The true believer also knows because they're paying attention of what's not said about Kavanaugh and threats on the court. So you're a true believer and you're listening to this. Continue. Go ahead. But the Congress will continue to act uh, to overcome this extremism and, pro- extremism and protect the American people. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own dis- reproductive health decisions. All right, she can barely read. The Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make her own reproductive health decisions. Now, that is a flat-out lie, of course. But if you're a true believer and you hear that, you're getting angrier by the nanosecond, aren't you? And Nancy Pelosi chose her words carefully. Actually, somebody else chose them carefully. She's reading them. But you understand. If you are a true believer and you have the potential for violence, you're really taking all this in and your blood is starting to boil. Go ahead. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. American women have less freedom because of these Supreme Court justices taking their rights away, taking their freedom away, taking their health away. This is a vile court. These justices, these justices are vile, right? Go ahead. Throw and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom. In the Congress, be aware of this, the Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. They cannot... Even if they were in the Congress plotting a nationwide abortion ban, the power is now with the states. Go ahead allowed to have a majority in the Congress to do that. But that's their goal. Okay, so now you know what she's really about. Politics, exploiting, getting her base angrier and angrier. That's why when her base riots, like in 2020, they attacked the cops for trying to protect law-abiding citizens and to keep communities safe. They never attack the rioters. Or if they do, it's in passing, it's in a hushed tone, because they know they kind of have to, but on the other hand, they don't want to. Go ahead. And if you read, and again, we're all studying all this, but if you now read... keep in mind, she didn't read it. She came out too fast. She didn't read it. Go ahead. What is in the very clear, one of the justices had... Spin it out already! ...own statement. It's about contraception in vitro fertilization, family planning. That is all what will spring. No, it's not. And they're trying to appeal to, quote-unquote, the women in the suburbs. And I will try this again. So for the left that are slow listeners, 
This is the majority decision, not a justice, a majority decision, the opinion, the official opinion of the court. The dissent suggests that our decision calls into questioning the members of mentions a number of cases involving contraceptives and marriage and so forth. But we have stated unequivocally that nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. We've also explained why that is so. Rights regarding contraception and same-sex relationships are inherently different from the right to abortion because the latter uniquely involves what Roe and Casey termed potential life. Therefore, a right to abortion cannot be justified by a purported analogy to the rights recognized in those other cases or by appeals to a broader right to autonomy. It's hard to see how we could be clearer. That's the official position of the United States Supreme Court. But she doesn't want it to be. She wants the mob. She wants it activated. I'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Well, the Democrats think this will all bring them to electoral victory in November. What do you think, folks? Does this affect your life, really, in any significant way? It really doesn't, does it? No. They think you're going to forget about the price of gasoline and inflation and open borders and crime going through the roof. Critical race theory, transgenderism. They think you're going to forget about all this stuff because a right was taken away from women who we can now identify as women, apparently, and anybody else who might get pregnant, whatever that means. You're their toy. You're their plaything. You, the American people. They push you and they pull you. They want to heat up your emotions and your passions. They definitely don't want you to use your brain. Here's Pelosi again. Cut 22. Go. Such a contradiction. Yesterday, to say the states cannot make laws governing the constitutional right to bear arms. And today, they're saying the exact reverse, that the states can overturn a constitutional right for 50 years, a constitutional right for a woman having the right to choose. The hypocrisy is raging, but the harm is endless. Wow, that's persuasive, isn't it? We had Obama earlier say that uh, Roe v. Wade was based on the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause, which it was not. And now we have Pelosi saying the raging hypocrisy. The right to bear arms, last time I checked, is actually in the Constitution. It's called the Second Amendment. It's in what we call the Bill of Rights. It's your individual right. And yet guns are regulated more than any other right. Harsani made that point. He's exactly correct. More than any other right. Locally, in the state, and federally. But the reason why the Second Amendment is subject to interpretation is because it's in the Constitution. 
abortion is not. So the court ruled on the Second Amendment, and the court said on abortion, we take a pass, we should have always taken a pass. This matters not in the federal constitution, it belongs in the states. That's not hypocrisy. That is rationality. But if you disagree with Nancy Pelosi, you're all kinds of things. Maybe she should go back after all these decades in Washington, D.C. to her gated mansion, her gated estate in Napa Valley and look after her husband. You know, the drunk. Paul Pelosi, as we like to call him, Double P. Double P. Nobody really knows how a guy like this can make tens of millions of dollars. But there he is, Double P. Uh, who uh, was charged with DUI today. I don't think he'll do a long term. I mean, after all, he's out there in California. He's not Washington, D.C., trespassing and parading. But Nancy Pelosi is a fool. Now, one other thing. You'll notice Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. By the way, are these two Siamese twins, were they born at the hip? Because they're both together as dumb as they come. But Collins, and now Manchin. Manchin is utterly unreliable. He's another moron, quite frankly. Every now and then he does the right thing, so people praise him. But all, all in all, he's a moron. The justices lied to us. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh lied to us in order to get on the court. And by the way, so did Barrett. She lied too. These three justices they lie to us. So again, inflaming the true believers. My God, not only did they take women's rights away, not only did they take women's health away, but they lied. Now we hate them more than ever, don't we? Well, they're the liars, actually. An old buddy of mine, Thomas Jipping, Senior Legal Fellow, Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Ed Meese, Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at Heritage. He wrote a piece about this in National Interest, which was also covered in the Heritage Foundation publication. Within hours of the publication of the leaked first draft opinion, he wrote a few weeks back, in Dobbs versus Jackson, the Supreme Court, he says, will overrule Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi issued a joint statement accusing Republican-appointed justices, quote-unquote, of having lied to the U.S. Senate. And, of course, two days later, Schumer identified the lies misrepresenting their views during their confirmation hearings on respecting precedent when it came to decisions like Roe. So I guess Chuck Schumer would have supported Dred Scott, he would have supported Plessy, he would have supported Karamatsu, since those were decisions of the Supreme Court, which means they can never be overturned. Well, of course, we now know that Susan Collins is taking the same position as is Murkowski. Why? 
because they're relying on leftists and Democrats to get elected every time. No Supreme Court nominee has ever come close, writes Jipping, to saying any such thing about any president. In fact, for decades, nominees of both parties have studiously avoided giving even what Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg described in her 1993 hearing as hints, forecasts, or previews. Transcripts of those hearings, which are available, and he says here, 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 show exactly what the justices said and expose how accusations of lying are a pure fiction. A pure fiction. And he goes through the justices that have testified over time. Republican nominees also, I go on, or he goes on later, have carefully duplicated the Sotomayor-Kagan strategy During Gorsuch's March 17, 2017 hearing, for example, he told Franken, the senator, holding that the Constitution protects right to same-sex marriage is absolutely settled law, he said. Gorsuch told uh, Blumenthal from Kentucky, excuse me, folks, from Connecticut, that Griswold and Eisenstadt, which created and extended a constitutional right to use contraception, are precedents of the U.S. Supreme Court that have been settled law. He told Chris Coons that Casey Lawrence versus Texas, which created a right to same-sex sodomy and marriage, are all, quote, settled law in the sense that they are decisions of the U.S. Supreme Court entitled to the weight of precedent, quote-unquote. Kavanaugh's September 28 hearing followed the same pattern. Feinstein asking, what do you mean by settled law? Kavanaugh could have been reading from the Sotomayor hearing transcript. He said, Senator, I said that it is settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court. Blumenthal asked if Kavanaugh would commit, sitting here today, that you would never overturn Roe v. Wade. Kavanaugh gave the expected response. Senator, each of the eight justices currently on the Supreme Court, when they were in this seat, declined to answer that question. In October 2020 hearing, Justice Amy Coney Barrett told Feinstein, that the decision, quote, is a precedent of the Supreme Court entitled to respect under the doctrine of stare decisis. Barrett said the same thing to Dermott about decisions upholding the Affordable Care Act and Senator Sheldon Whitehouse about U.S. versus Virginia, which struck down single-sex education at the Virginia Military Institute. Republicans did not flinch at Republican nominees calling these precedents settled any more than Schumer did when Kagan put Citizens United in that category, settled. Each nominee chose to use that label precisely because, at least in the Supreme Court confirmation context, it provides a way to respond while not compromising impartiality. When referring to precedents as settled, nominees also add phrases such as respect stare decisis, that would be Alito, Entitled to all the weight that precedent usually gets. That's Kagan. Entitled to the weight of precedent. Gorsuch. Entitled to respect under principles of stare decisis. Kavanaugh. And respect under the doctrine of stare decisis. Just as settled means a precedent exists, these phrases refer to the process of determining whether a precedent should be overruled. The factors used in this process are well-known and have resulted in the Supreme Court overruling its own precedents hundreds of times. Got it? Susan Collins, you're a liar. 
Murkowski, you're a liar. Manchin, you're a liar. And you're dumb to boot. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, the real insurrectionists are out in the street, ladies and gentlemen, and in the halls of Congress and in the White House, as they seek to destroy, diminish, degrade, and indeed overthrow the Supreme Court of the United States. The real insurrectionists, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, encouraging, that's right, Encouraging violence in the streets. Yes, Joe Biden said over and over, peace, peace, peace. But that was before he used language accusing these justices of effectively abusing women and stealing their rights. You're watching the real insurrectionists, ladies and gentlemen, in the halls of Congress with nice dresses and hairdos and suits on, as well as in the streets. They're the insurrectionists. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very interesting week. Emotions flowing in many directions. I want you to have a relaxing weekend. Get your energy, get your energy all set. Because next week, we battle again. Every single day. That's the nature of the beast. We have no choice. And every Friday, in your honor, we play America... God bless you. Here we go.
thrilled. More babies in this country, less pain and suffering. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Folks, don't miss it. You're going to love it. You can DVR it if you can't watch it live. Brand new show. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and the people in Ukraine. God bless you. Good night, Spritey, Griffey, Pepsi, Smokey. I have to rush. Sorry. Zelda, Gigi, Indy, and Barney. Good night, Dad and Mom and Leo and Joe in America. God bless each and every one of you. Take care.